Hello and welcome to the SaltCast. My name is Ryan Johnson and today we've got Jason and Paul. Good morning, guys, and welcome. Good morning, Ryan. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Good to be here. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. Jason always waits for somebody to start, you know, the thank you and and to welcome me back, which I'm grateful for, which you guys both do. Uh, I'm always hesitant whether I respond to that or don't respond to that. <laughs> listen, well, I used to think that I had uh, proper placement of that because he said my name first, right? There's He could say your name first, but he says my name first, so I'm assuming I'm to say hello first. But inevitably, we all pause and we say it at the same time. <laughs> so I'm all about sometimes awkward pauses, and I'll just pause even if it's awkward for a long period <laughs> of time wait. until somebody says hello. And then I'll say hello. Well, that's actually a really good negotiation tactic, according to uh, Never Split the Difference. You guys read that book by Chris Voss? Mm. Mm -mm. Where in negotiations, you know, create that awkward silence and wait for the other person to respond. Because usually oh, really? it's more favorable. So, so, It can be. We taught our children how to negotiate at a very young age. Uh -oh. And this is how it happened. Uh, if you want to split anything, any type of food substance, could be a dessert, could be a sandwich, could be anything. You only have one left, two people want it. Three people want it. Really, it works better with two people. One splits it. Mm. The other person picks the half they want. So if, <laughs> if I get to split it and pick it, I, I might accidentally go beyond the halfway mark when I'm splitting. Unintentionally, of course. <laughs> But if I'm splitting and you're picking the piece you want, I'm going to be very careful that I ensure a precise split. And unless I'm being generous, and I would want you to pick the larger split. Um, you should write a so book. True. So, so true. that's how we did it with Littles on uh, splitting anything. Make it fair. But that's probably not what we're going to talk <laughs> about today. But I mean... But if you learn something from that tip, you are welcome. You are I mean, welcome. I was racking my brain how I could segue into my introduction <laughs> of today's episode. But unfortunately, it's not about negotiating. But and, and I don't want to I don't want to derail anything. But I wrote a segue in Washington D.C. last week, and I don't know how many people have used segues. My feet and legs have never hurt more. <laughs> And I really want to understand if there's somebody out there that knows why riding a Segway causes the arches of your feet and your lower legs to ache the way mine did in riding a Segway. It was fun, but after two hours, I could barely walk. Was it the balancing? You're always, you know. So you don't balance. You just stand up on it. The more you try to balance, no the worse it gets. <clears throat> I learned that right away. This was the first time that I have uh driven a segway very cool device no doubt about it but um it, it leaves you a little bit achy huh. so i just wanted to provide you a challenge ryan on how you segue from the segway story. it was already a challenge but that's even more challenging though though you know is this segway company that i mean do they are they a national chain you know are they under one website and different contractors can get in on it but does that, you know, is that taxable sales tax wise? 
But it's kind of similar to the situation that I want to present to you guys where. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> I'm, I was fishing. But uh, this, this, is, this oh, is recent. I don't have a fishing story, so I'm not going to derail it. So anymore. if you're not aware, we have a live chat feature on our website. You guys can jump on and ask a question anytime uh, except outside business hours, of course. You know, we've got, we got lives too. But we're, we're there for the majority of the day to answer your sales tax questions. Uh, so, and, and today we had a question from a guy and he was concerned about drop shipping. Uh, but his, his service is that you can buy tires from his website and they will get delivered and installed on your car. And he doesn't own the inventory until the, the tire is purchased. And so California is saying that he needs to be registered and collecting sales tax in their state. And, you know, that's kind of where the, the conversation ended. He's now getting on a what's next call because it's kind of a complicated issue. And I think it's great to have, you know, a phone call at that point to further discuss what's going on. But after looking at his website, he has certified technicians uh, that will go and install uh, the tires. And so at your, at home. your home. And so I think mm -hmm. this presents a, a different issue. You know, you, you may not be meeting economic nexus thresholds, but there could be a physical nexus aspect here. So I wanted you guys to kind of talk through this and kind of explain how this gets comp you know, how this gets complicated and what might be the situation here. So I don't want to create any awkward pauses, so I'm going to jump right in. Um, this is a perfect example of how any type of sales tax transaction or any transaction could be subject to sales tax in, in different ways. A lot of times you see something a particular way. So drop shipping, we talk a lot about it. It's specifically a situation where you're the seller of goods. Um, and you use a manufacturer or processor or, or some other outfit that you acquire those goods from and they don't ship them to you they ship them directly to your customer right most people understand the drop ship scenario and we have a lot of good resources on some of the complications that come with drop shipping so right off the bat you would say okay th this is uh, I would naturally think this is a drop ship type situation um, I sell tires across the country uh, those tires are delivered to you at your home um, through some other provider, some other manufacturer, processor, or retailer. Um, but as you mentioned, uh, there's an added element here wherein the, the tire is not only sold, it's installed by a representative of your company. And a lot of times you say, well, I mean, they don't represent me. They're independent. Um, I just negotiate with them to put the tires on. And so a lot of times when we think it's an independent person, or company that that doesn't tie us to the transaction from a physical standpoint. So the right question is, uh, okay, let's look at dropship rules. But in this scenario, we actually got to look beyond the dropship rules because you have someone fulfilling a service under your agreement, contract, or invoice on your behalf in the state, and you're not in that state, and they're not your employee, and they're an independent contractor. 
but because they're performing services on your behalf, they actually create physical it's not a It's not and uncommon so, of a question. It's a very popular question, mm -hmm. right? I mean, people oftentimes think, well, they're not W-2 employees, so I, I, I mean, they can go wherever they want. And that's the issue, <laughs> is that when they go wherever they want and they perform services, they maintain a marketplace for you by being there. That's what establishes physical nexus. And people oftentimes overlook that. Um, and they skip right past that and go right to economic nexus. Well, I haven't established more than $100,000 in sales, or I didn't make more than 200 transactions yet. Yeah, you didn't. But by having this third party in there, um, another one, another common one is they make deliveries in their own vehicles. They just, you know, they go drop it off to the customer. Well, that has established physical nexus for you. Thankfully, the, you know, common carriers don't establish physical nexus for you. Uh, just by shipping product via common carrier doesn't establish. But once you make deliveries in your own vehicles uh, yourselves, then that also establishes a physical nexus. So it's a very common question, right? Yeah, sales tax is complicated, and, and we're trying to help people understand why it's complicated, but also provide some peace of mind and try yeah. to simplify it for you. And this is just one scenario, right? Somebody reached out on, on our live chat, and this is going to result in an opportunity to learn a little bit more about their situation and for them to learn a little bit more um, about what we would recommend in a, in a what's next call. Um, but specifically, a lot of people understand the term drop ship. And they understand the terms related to economic nexus. And so th this individual is reaching out because they think they have a dropship situation and want to try to understand how that works. We're talking about California, but I'm trying to figure out, you know, what do I do in California when it comes to dropshipping? And then I've got to start looking at, do I meet the nexus, the economic nexus thresholds in California? I mean, can California really impose their sales tax law on me? I'm out of their state, I drop ship, and um, I haven't exceeded their threshold, which is higher than most states. Well, we never want to be the bearer of bad news, <laughs> but we do want to yeah. educate. And so actually, actually, this is not a, a drop ship scenario, and this is not an economic nexus scenario you have somebody that's certified that you've contracted with to fulfill the sale and the service to install those tires on someone's vehicle in the state of California. And so that only requires yeah. one transaction to actually create yeah. nexus and your responsibility to register with that state and collect tax on those services yeah. if they're taxable, right? And so <clears throat> sometimes it just goes that way. I have an idea. Uh, some people come to us because of what the the most recent activity in the U.S. is as it relates to sales tax, but they learn that there's other laws that were not superseded by what the Wayfair decision. The Wayfair decision has given states more access to more revenue and to yeah. more sellers because it's based on where your customers are located and your and your sales into those jurisdictions. But it it never superseded uh, other. Uh, policies or legislation that identify yeah. physical nexus in yeah. a particular state or yeah. jurisdiction. Andy wrote a book a long time ago. I guess how many years ago was it, Ryan? Six years oh, ago. Oh, goodness. Yeah, Eight years ago? I think it was uh, 72, 72 years ago. Years ago. <laughs> start with nexus. It doesn't matter what it, you're it, doing, but that's where you ought to start. Do I have an 
Well, I it have. was number one on in on Amazon in 1976. <laughs> no, 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 it was not. <laughs> yeah, the year was wrong, but it it did get yeah. into the no, top ten on one. Amazon. It was as a matter of fact. Oh, oh, there you go. Yep, start with Nexus, but not in right. 1976. But I think this goes to show that physical Nexus is not dead. You know, it's no. something that a lot of people absolutely are overlooking, not. but comes up all the time but it's it's important to put that in your review and when you're going over you know where your sales tax responsibilities may lay um but that's that i mean there's i can think of a lot of different services that do that I yeah mean, i i recently reached out to somebody's because i had some junk that i didn't know where to take and you know it's this national chain i don't know but they had someone come just pick it up from my house. A hauling service. And they hauled away. Yeah. Yeah. So th then the question is, is that taxable? Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to dox you, Ryan. I don't want people coming to your house, knocking on your door, asking about sales tax. <laughs> but you got to find out if that's taxable in Idaho. I'm not going to tell you where in Idaho <laughs> Ryan lives because that's we right, don't want man. you knocking on his door. Very popular. But... Yeah, there's, there's, um, you know, you, you could have a chef service. Someone could come to your home and teach you how to cook a meal, or they could just provide a cooking meal, and that could be a, a national subscription or purchase. And, it's been popular. Um, you know, independent chefs come out and fulfill that service. It could be uh, uh, massage at your home. Um, someone could be throwing a party sometimes. Uh, what you see, th this may not be as national yet, but it could be getting in that, where you see these signs in the front yard for different mm -hmm. awards or celebrations or birthdays. People set that up on your behalf. Um, as you look at all of those types of services, I, you've got dog grooming. People can come to your home and groom your dogs and uh, all sorts of different services that could be performed that could be sold on a national scale, fulfilled by independent contractors. Well, our, our number two question when it comes to your sales tax responsibility is important there. Number one, do I have Nexus? As soon as you use an independent contractor in another state to fulfill uh, a service that you're providing, you have Nexus. Next question is what I sell taxable. So you have to determine if the services that you're providing are taxable in that given state. And from there, we can help you and make some recommendations, right? This is what we do consistently on our live chats and our what's next calls. We're learning about your situation and then giving you some really good guidance so that you can have some peace of mind, right? Sleep better at night, but also some confidence on next steps that you're, you're moving in the right direction and you're, you're getting set up the way you need to. And I'd hate to leave a podcast without saying what Paul always says, which is number one tragedy. Paul, what do you always Is say? Ignoring it? Nope. Yes, the most costly <laughs> mistake you can make Don't when it comes it. to sales tax is ignoring it. Yes, that's what Paul always says. I say it a little different <laughs> than Paul, but Paul always says it's that. It's in the same vein. That. I mean, it's, 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 it's the same thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think this is great information. I think this is something that, that comes up often. Um something we talk about, I think, you know, drop shipping is one of our most popular topics 
on our podcast blogs because mm-hmm. it's very very common uh, but don't forget to check out your physical nexus because if you've got third party contractors or 1099 uh, people that you're you know you're paying and you know that's something you definitely got to look at because your nexus could back go back further than you might expect and you know that's definitely a question that we can answer and and give you that peace of mind so thanks guys and uh we hope to see you on another one thanks ryan (laughs) you bet ryan (laughs) see ya